Ed Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. I got two words for you. Forget about it. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. How about that Weekend Warrior Show? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of the Los Angeles Lakers. Beautiful voice of Michael Jackson as a child singing with his brothers. Mm. Too bad behind the scenes was someone who wasn't nurturing him. But maybe you don't get Michael Jackson without that kind of father. I don't know. Joining me now is someone who knows a lot about how to nurture a child. The great Paul Karafotis. Paul, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Happy birthday, Dr. Robert. <laughs> Thank you. you. Know, every time I think of you, you know, I say Dr. Robert, you know, it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. I know. Steve Paulette plays know. it. He plays it all the time. You know. So, Paul, let I want the listeners yeah. to get to know who you are. So before we get okay. started on the idea of teaching children and the books and the incredible books that you've written and the CDs and the music, the songs you write and you sing, it's incredible what you've done. Who are you? What, where did you grow up? What did your father do for a living? And how did you become this successful actor in Hollywood for 40 years? What was the TV show movie that Cupid shot you in the chest with an arrow and you said, yep, that's what I want to do with my life? Uh, <laughs> what? Right there. One question. I grew up in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is just about a mile outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have six brothers and sisters. My father was a bartender, wow. and my mother was a music teacher, jazz pianist. Wow. My father was uh, a fantastic guy. He was a lot of fun to be with. Uh, just a great soul. Give the shirt off your back. Last dime he has. He, my father couldn't get any sleep if he had any money left in his pocket. You know, wow. So he was uh, a really... Um, Full of life, wild was a Greek family. Lots of lots of you know drama, lots of fun, lots of just uh, love. And um, we had a very 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 tight relationship. My father. Where are you and in the father, in the brothers and sisters? You're the oldest, the youngest. The Where middle. are you? I'm the middle. I'm in the middle. So I was the one that needed the attention. I uh, hmm. was a, quite a little baseball player, uh, but. We start, I started doing plays, and I started to get attention, you know, from the girls. Hmm. And uh, I was not a very big guy. My brother's like 6'3". I was on 5'9". But and when I was in, you know, junior high school, I was littler. So uh, the first time I stepped on stage, first line I said, I got a big laugh. And I went, and everybody, there's 500 kids there, and they all laughed. And I said, oh, this uh, feels pretty good. Hmm. But to go back, I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Hmm. And... You know, and the girls were screaming, and it was all wild, and the music was fantastic. They looked great. And I saw my cousin faint when Paul McCartney, there was like a close-up of Paul McCartney singing All My Love. <laughs> and I looked over. I was four years old, and she fainted. And I said, ooh, this looks like a good job. 
Wow. You know, this could be something I might want to do. And it was like my little secret for a while. But once I got into junior high school and then I, I got into high school, uh, my, my mother was uh, my music teacher. And uh, I did the high school production of uh, Sugar, hmm. which was Some Like It Hot. I had the Tony Curtis role. And two wow. things occurred. One was somebody from MIT came and saw our show and actually hired me to do his thesis, his graduation thesis. Ah! And at the same time, uh, the guy that was the choreographer of that show came to me and he said, you know, you're good looking. You've got talent. And I think you ought to go to New York. And at that time, I was graduating high school. Uh, my mother was um, very motivated by education. She was a very, very smart woman. And she uh, was always trying to better herself, take extra classes. Uh, you know, she did many, many things and was uh, uh, really just about knowledge and education, as my father was, although hmm. he was not a high school graduate. Hmm. So uh, all my brothers and sisters were going to college, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Hmm. I did this show. Those two things occurred. And, it, and one day I was working for the city in the summer after graduation, and somebody showed up, this kid I knew, and he said, hey, Kara Fotis, I'm going to New York for the weekend. Do you want to come? And it just, you know, I put all those things together instinctively, and I said, sure. Asked my boss to get off work. I went to the bank, took $300 out. Mm. I knew that if I was going to do this, I needed to have a job, I needed to have a place to stay, and I needed to be in school. So. We left in New York. I took a ripped a phone number and an address of a family. The Greek family used to come and visit us uh, occasionally in the summers. Mm. They had a company called Confectionary Sugars. They used to send us chocolates at Christmas time and different times of the year. So I went to New York and I, I went down to HB Studios and signed up for acting. I, I went to a place. I got a job. And the last stop was this family. And I knocked on the door. And Madge Chaklis was the mom. She opened the door, and as soon as she saw me, yep. I wanted to pay, stay on the floor, become part of their family, take my classes, uh, you know, do the job. And, mm. and I was in New York for about 18 months. Wow. When my, when my, I was 19 now, I was there for about 18 months when um, I couldn't afford, I lost my job, couldn't afford to go to acting class. It was like 10 bucks. A class at that time. Think of that, 1978, 79. Wow. And uh, my acting teacher called me and said, why aren't you coming? I told her, and she said, come down. I want to talk to you about something. I did a scene in class for her, and we walked up Broadway. And she said, I don't know if you know, but I'm a casting director, and I'm doing uh, casting a movie called Heading for Broadway. And there are four leads in this film, and I think that you could play the kid from South Philly who's a street dancer. Hmm. And I'm going to give you the script. You go home and learn it. On Monday, you're going to go see the director. Wow. And don't tell him I gave you the script. You go in there and you tell the story of Ralph Morelli as though it was actually you. Ooh. And I took her advice. I went in to see the director who sat me in this little chair. He, his chair was way high, and I was very low. I could barely see him through the, you know. But on his desk, he had the Academy Award, People's Choice, and a Grammy. He was Joe Brooks, who had done You Light Up My Life and wow. won the Academy Award for writing that song. And I told him the story of Ralph Morelli. <laughs> he jumped up, said, get this guy a script. Which uh. I already had it, but... And the next thing you know, I was starring in a, a movie for 20th Century Fox. I was 20 years old. Wow. And uh, 
my career, though, it's very interesting because it's hard to replicate that, you know, like to start off. Mm-hmm. You know, most people come to Hollywood or go to New York and they do a little play, they get a little job in a commercial, they do a little of this, they do, and 15 years later, they get their shot. Mm. You know, I, I was in New York for 18 months. I didn't tell my parents. Wow. The movie opened in Boston. The movie opened in Boston. I was flying from, from Seattle. I was doing press in Seattle, uh, and I was flying home, and, and it was May 23rd, 1980, and unfortunately, the air controller strike hit, and we landed in Chicago and took us to Milwaukee. By the time I got back to Boston, I had missed the premiere. Hmm. Uh, I was, they lost my luggage, so, you know, it's a very <laughs> double-edged sword. They lost and my 40 luggage. years later, you're still doing it. You're an actor in Hollywood oh, yeah, for 40 yeah. years. Who gets to do that? Well, I just was in Mank, which was had 10 Academy Award nominations. And just before that, I did a couple episodes on Mindhunter. Wow. So, yeah, so we're still going at it. We're still punching. My father used to tell me, you know, this perseverance. Don't quit. You know, you got, mm-hmm. you got to get knocked down and uh, you got to get back up. As long as you keep getting back up, you got a shot. You keep throwing punches. One of these days, you're going to knock it out of the park. And uh, this is the story I... But but I'll tell you, okay, since you asked the question, somehow something was missing in my life. You know, I was, I was, I came from a really loving family and I, and, uh, I, I, you know, I was a young man in Hollywood, 20 years old when I arrived here, you know, I'm 36 or 38 or whatever it is. And I'm still single and running around. And, you know, I went down a lot of bad holes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 